0: Good to be with you, and we're living in troublesome times. I'm maybe four years old, and I don't think I have ever seen so much unrest as there is in our world today. We need God. We need God. Trouble on every hand, but thank God he is on every hand. I'm going to show you a few moments of a little video. Normally I come and I preach. That's who I am. That's my calling. But I want to show you something because looking at something sometimes It's better than a 1,000 words. So I want the brother there to start a little video, three minutes, four minutes. This, I want you to remember this picture. We once were 12, now we're four. That's my family. Eight are already gone. We only have four left. Okay, let's show the next one. Eighty years old, I pitched my tent in Tuxtepec, Oaxaca. I lived in that tent as we began building a, a church. Eighty-four years old. Okay? We We do not have the equipment that you would have here. That's what we're trying to get that concrete mixture up the hill to pour some concrete. Okay? That shows you the foundation that we're lying, we're putting there to build that church on. All manual, all manual, digging the hole and everything manual, okay? That's a little bit of the steel that we had to put into the foundation of that church. Okay? All right, you get another view of it there. That's what it looked like. Go ahead. That's what it looks like today. Eighty years old, I started this in the tent. Don't tell me you're washed up. I'll preach another ten minutes. Okay, let's go. They said it's not right for you to live in a tent and us to have a home. They built that for me. It's about the size of your bathroom. But they put a sign on the outside, Larry's Tower. So, let's go again. That shows you what manually we have to do. That's a church from from uh, Tickfall that was with me a few weeks ago, and we built this church all physically, manually doing it, okay? All right. I was not always eighty-four years old. All right. Get rid of that. Thank you. I think that's all. I'm going to preach a very important uh, message. I was here last July the 5th, a year ago, when we installed Brother Brandon as the lead pastor. I left here, drove back to my home five Seven days later, on Sunday night, I had a stroke in the night. Was not my first stroke. I had a stroke ten years ago in Mexico that damaged my left side. Why I have to have the walking cane. But on July the 12th, I had a stroke and did not realize it. The next morning, my wife said, your mouth is like this instead of like this. And my speech was slurred. Monday, I did, I did not do anything. Tuesday morning, my granddaughter came. She worked in the ICU department of the hospital. She said, we're going to the hospital. So she took her to the hospital, checked me in. And I spent the night there. The next morning, the therapist came. They wanted to see how I walked, if I could climb a stair. Wanted to see everything about me. And then the speech therapist came. This is what she said. You're going to have to learn to exaggerate, to pronounce your word over pronouncing, exaggerate. I thought, Lord, is that what happened to some of those televangelists (laughs) and some of the politicians? Must have been an enormous amount of strokes. But we need God, and so this morning, I thought exaggerating was lying, but I guess I was wrong. So I'm going to do my best to exaggerate this morning. Everything is exactly as it happened. That little video of us building that, that was all in four years' time. I began at 80. I'm 84 now. Four years. We've done ten more churches besides the big Church. Two homes. A stadium that will seat 1,500. And we have seven petitions for new churches to be built when I get back in a couple of weeks. You can do it. You can do it. You don't give up. You continue to go forward. You do not give up. I will read a little, little bit from Numbers 23 and 19. That will be my text. And this is going to be a rather short message today. It's not the length of a message that makes it good. It's the content of the message that makes it good. So I want you to hear the content of this message. One of the shortest messages that I can remember in the Bible was only 12 words long. And it's lasted for two thousand years and been preached by millions of ministers. Mary said to the to the the workers what he says do do it five words. Jesus said, fill the pots, the water pots, with water. Twelve words, and that's one of the greatest sermons ever preached, and I'll guarantee you Pastor Todd has preached it many times. Pastor Brandon will preach it many times. The wonderful miracle in the hands of Christ So don't give up on anything. Do what he says do. Hear what he says. Do what he says. And let's go forward. I got very bad news this morning. My wife's only brother passed away in the night. She Ronnie, her mom and dad, four in the family. Now she's the only one left. I would appreciate you praying for her. Let me read the text from Numbers. God is not a man that he should lie, nor a son of man that he should repent. Has he said... And will he not do it? Or has he spoken? And will he not make it good? My message to you, as brief as it may be, how good is your word? If you can't keep it, don't promise it. If you promise it, keep it. How good is your word? Now, some of you are going to be offended at my message today. How good is your word? Your promise? God is not a man that will lie. And I thank God that God has upheld his word and his promise to every one of us throughout our life and throughout the history of the world. Thank God he keeps his word. How good was my word? It's going to be brief today. Going to talk a little bit about me and a little bit about you and a whole lot about God. How good is my word? I was 17 years old when I graduated from Melville High School and I went into the military. 17. As I was getting ready to go to Opelousas to join the military, my grandmother asked me, Larry, please don't drink. Back in those days, Drinking was the main thing among the men where I grew up. My dad, my brothers, that you just drank. And I gave my word to my grandmother. I will not drink. I'm going into the military now, 17 years of age, and I said, I give you my word. I will not. I've kept that word. Sixty-seven years. How good is your word? You say, but what about, I'm not talking about drinking. I'm talking about keeping your word, whatever it may be. If you you give your word, you keep it. If you're not going to keep it, don't give it. How good is your word? How good, let me tell you, I was 18, I was 19 years old. Mary Lou was 17 years old. We stood before God, a few friends, and the pastor. And we gave our word one to another, till death do us part. Sixty-four years we kept that word, and we're still together today, because we gave our word one to the other. You understand the message, how I'm asking you how good is your word? How many times in life that you face difficulties? And you beg God to help you through it. I'm not going to ask any hand because every last one of you would have to raise it. We call on God in the time of need. Lord, I'm sick. Lord, I'm broke. Lord, I'm having problems in my marriage. Lord, 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 Lord. We call upon God. And we ask God for help. How good is our word to God? Did you hear me? How good is your... How many times have you broken your word to God? God, if you'll help me, I'll serve you the rest of my life. And then a little something comes up and you forget that promise. If you're not going to keep it, don't promise it. How good is your word? How good is your word to your spouse? Woo! I will add an S to that. Spouses. We say till death doeth part. We have a little problem come up. She goes her way, you go your way. He goes your way, his way, she goes her way. How good is your word? Think about that. How good is your word to your church? I can recommend this church. I, in Mexico, will make a commitment without the finances knowing that family life has made a commitment and will keep that commitment because they don't break their word. <laughs> if you have a good church, stay with it, please. We're not asking you to leave your church. But if you're looking for a church, you've just found a good church that keeps its word. How good is your word? How good is your word to your pastor? Brother Todd, where are you? He can give you some good advice, Pastor Brandon. Brandon, I'm going to be with you as long as I live. Pastor Todd, I'm going to support you. And little problem, little old problem comes up. Boom, they're gone. How good is your word? If you give it, keep it. The psalmist said in, 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 the, in, in Psalms 30, uh, Psalm 15, who will dwell on, in your, in your tent? He's asking God. And who will, who will abide in your, in your tent? Who will dwell on the holy hill? He who walks in integrity and he who keeps his word. To his own hurt, he's going to keep his word. I was a pastor, young man, wanted to be a preacher. And he wanted to buy a car. So he goes down to the bank, makes a loan, takes off. Next thing I know, he's in Colorado. Next thing I know is He's all separated from his wife. And then he comes back to the town that I I was passing in, takes the keys to the car, drops them off in the night deposit box. How good was his word when he borrowed the money and they loaned him the money and then he comes back and drops the keys in the night deposit box. Being a pastor, I went to the bank. I said, sell the vehicle. Tell me what you got, and I will pay the rest. How good is your word? Even if it hurts, you keep your word. That's what the Bible says. Amen? How good is God's word? Now I'm going to speak a long time. That 10 minutes, that was just warming up. How good is God's word? How would you like it? You break your promises to God all the time. How would you feel if God broke his promise to you? Think about that. What would happen if God broke his plan, his words, his promise to you? You wouldn't like that. You remember the picture I showed you of my family? We once were 12, now we're four. Jesus himself said, You believe in the Father? How many believe in God the Father? rest of you got problems. Maybe you had a little stroke. How many believe in God the Father? Jesus said, you believe in God? Believe also in me. How many believe in the Son, in Jesus? In my Father's house are many mansions or many dwelling places. If it were not so, I would have told you. This is what Jesus is saying to you. You believe in the Father, believe also in me. In my Father's house Or many dwelling places. I go. To prepare a place. For Todd Minard. Brandon Miller. Larry Myers. And all the rest of you. I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go. I will come again. And receive you. Unto myself that where i am there you may be also suppose just suppose god would say one day i don't want to do that have a drink water larry let me think about it how would you feel If God broke his word. This is what the scripture says. The Lord himself will descend from heaven. With a shout. Voice of the archangel. Trumpet of God. And the dead in Christ. Eight of those 12 will rise first. Brother Francis Martin will rise. Brother Andrew Martin will rise. My mom will rise. My father will rise. All of my siblings that are gone will rise. And we who are alive and remain will be caught up together to meet them in there forever, to be with the Lord. I think I have another dream. <laughs> While you think about it, I don't think I'm going to do that. Suppose God says, "No." Nah. They've said they promised so much and they break them, so I'm going to break this one. Not going to do that. Think about that. Your loved ones. That's the hope that we have. Of rising together and meeting. I will meet my mom and my dad in the air. That's the promise of God. He's going to keep his promise. And I will meet my mom. And you, you still, first person I want to see is God. Not me. I'll see God. I want to see my mom and my dad and John and Bertie, Mag, Jean, all my family that's going on because I'm going to meet them in the air and together, together we're going to see God. I want to see my loved ones. I don't want him to break that promise. I'd rather, I better go on. But do you understand me? You keep your word. You honor your word. He said he's not a man that could lie. What he says, he will do it. And I am banking everything I'm holding on to. That he will do like he said. My brother-in-law cut my hair three, four days ago. We talked together at his home. Now he's gone. He's gone. Mary Lou's mom, Mary Lou's dad, Ronnie, her brother, four of them, that's all. And Mary Lou's the only one left. If God breaks his word, I feel so sorry for Mary Lou. Are you hearing me? God is not going to break his word. He is not a man that would lie. He's not a God that would lie. What he said, you can bank it on it. He is going to keep his word. Now, I said some of you probably going to be offended a little bit. let me give you a scripture from Paul. Forgetting what lies behind. Nothing you can do about what you bro- how many uh, promises you broke. Doesn't matter how many times you said, uh, I will before uh, marrying. It doesn't make any difference. Paul said, with all sinned. Forgetting what lies behind, reaching forth to what lies ahead, I press on. Hallelujah. 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 That gives all of us an out from breaking our promises. That's in the past. Just don't break it in the future. Don't do it. Don't give your word if you're not going to keep it. No matter how if you have a knockdown drag out with your wife or your husband, you still keep your promise. You see, I've been married sixty-four years, wonderful life, never had a problem. Whoa. <laughs> I've often said that Mary Lou would be praying and say, God help me with Larry. And then she'd hear a small whisper back from God, Mary Lou, you help me with Larry. (laughs) I've broken every law. I've committed every sin. you break one, you're guilty of all. I'm guilty of every sin, everything. So I'm going to forget all of that in the past. I'm going to reach in the future. I am going to believe in his word. He has forgiven it all. It's all past. It's all over. You're as clean as a newborn baby right now. Every one of you, even if you've been married a dozen times, you're clean as a newborn baby. Forget the past. It's under the blood of Jesus. Reach forward and keep your word from this day on. Will you come past them? Will you forgive me? We don't need to. I've already preached it.